Welcome to Turn a Page, the official comic book club for Nerd Initiative. Each week, the NI Bullpen will be covering the world of comics, talking to creators, deep diving into some fantastic stories, and much more. Now let's hand it over to the team and turn a page. What is going on, everyone? It is Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you are tuned into Nerd Initiative YouTube. My name is Ken M. You know me as the host of the ODPH podcast, but I'm also Nerd Initiative's comics editor-in-chief. To my right, your left. Coming at you live and direct straight from the ODPH studios. My name is Off the Cuff Tom, your pop culture connoisseur. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to pass it over here to the dynamic other half of Nerd Edition's wrestling show. Mr. Rich, tell them who you are. That's right. I'm uh, Rich. I am the, uh, uh, the host of uh, Wrestling Night Live here on Nerd Initiative's YouTube channel. Also, uh, 3FN Podcast and so much more. And, uh, of course, Ken, go back to the host because we have one more guest. We have one more guest because, obviously, if it's turn a page, you know we have our pop culture bartender serving up all the knowledge you need to know in the land of comics, movies, and TV. It's our good friend Matt from Hopsgeeks News. Matt, what's going on? What's up, boys? Uh, man, I spent the weekend living vicariously through you and the Nerd Initiative team. Happy to be here to chat some con. Got the serious FOMO. Man, what a weekend. What a weekend indeed. It has been an absolute amazing time being down at the Javits Center in New York City for New York Comic Con 2023. Four days where pop culture was centered around the Big Apple, and there's a lot of news to break down. And if you weren't in attendance... We are going to be talking about our experience down there as press this year and breaking down all the news stories you need to know about because there is so much that happened this weekend. It was absolutely incredible. So let us kick it off with just, I mean, guys, what was the general reaction this weekend as we went down? Busy. Busy. <laughs> uh, it was it was the busiest weekend in the history of New York Comic Con. We did get that from one of the people who does uh, security there. Does their security work. Uh, me and Ken made friendly with him a couple yes, years did. ago, and we just kind of bump into him in line every year. Mm. So he did tell us. I do believe, and these are rough numbers. Uh, Thursday was fifty five thousand. Saturday was, Thursday. Was, yes. Thursday. Wow. Saturday was 68,000 and uh, or no Friday was 68,000 sorry and Saturday was 75,000 over 250,000 tickets were sold to this year's New York Comic Con making it the most successful New York Comic Con in the history of the event uh, and uh, for those of us who were there I'll just say it this way and I, I know there was a lot of people talking about it but uh, it basically felt like Thursday felt like Friday Friday felt like Saturday and Saturday was just unreal and literally I'm just going to say it, it was insane. The it was, insanity was wild. It was people's soup. It literally, like, it, was, it wasn't even soup. It was stew. It was that thick. It definitely was. I mean, Matt, you're watching at home. Obviously, there was a lot of news going on, but the stories that you were hearing coming out of this, I mean, what was your general takeaway from this just overall? You know, one of my takeaways is I feel like cons as of recent have kind of been taken over and dominated by the movie space. And... Mm -hmm this felt refreshing because it was just nothing but comic book news. It was announcement after announcement. And there's some really big freaking announcements that came out of this comic con too. And it was just so refreshing because it's like, we're back to our roots. We had 75,000 comic book fans in one space and they didn't miss with the news. They announced they didn't miss with the guests that were there. It was amazing to just sit back and get to watch. And next year, man, I, I got to get there next year. 
Oh, next year is definitely happening. I mean, I'm just putting the karma out there that maybe just maybe a live turn a page at the Javits Center could be in fruition. Just throwing that karma out there because there was just so much news that was going on and obviously kicking off on Thursday. Tom, what was your big takeaway as we started the weekend? It's going to be a long weekend. Like I said, just going back to the sheer amount of people that were there um, was just quite astounding. I mean, here I am five days later. And everything's still just a blur that it's still like, it's like jello. Like I'm just still waiting for everything to solidify to get back to, back to normal. Um, Thursday was just, it was nuts. It was just walking in and seeing the lines and seeing the cosplayers and just, just, there was a lot of a lot. Uh, One of the big things is we did have the opportunity on Thursday to go and tour the Bandai Namco booths. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was fantastic. All the new product that's coming out from them. All the IPs that they have, um, I will say, I was a little disappointed. Last year, they did have a great showing for Common Rider, and you know a lot of people who might know me know I'm a huge Power Ranger Common Rider Tokusatsu fan. Uh, didn't see so much this year, and I don't know because they were banking on the new Dragon Ball uh, movie that, or series that's coming out. They were banking on One Piece, so for me, that kind of got shrunken by they did have one figure and then uh also in under bandai was the new tamashi nations uh godzilla figure with mm. it so i'm going to talk about that later but i mm-hmm. that, that's definitely not my wheelhouse so yeah rich how about you what took what was your takeaways from two, thursday actually my takeaways from thursday was it's my it's the normal when i walk into the javits for the first time it's kind of an exciting thing i mean th- this time we had a as Tom Munchen, we had a rush to get over to Bandai because we had a 10 a.m. interview with them, which the video will be coming soon to Nerd Initiative uh, YouTube channel, just so you guys know, Mm -hmm. Uh, because I'm putting that together as a... Currently, uh, it just takes a little bit because obviously there's a lot of people there. It was it was more people than I uh, that I anticipated on a th- on a Thursday because I was trying to get a lot of the B reel and stuff like that that we needed, and uh, yeah, it was awful hard to do because of the amount of people. So that was that was kind of crazy and. It's always nice to get your bearings. Like Thursday was a good day to get our bearings. We had a real busy week after that. So I was kind of excited to just kind of walk around a little bit. Although with the mass amount of people, even on a Thursday, it kind of got crazy there. But but I'm still still super stoked and excited uh, for what was to come in that week. Did you yep. guys get to meet Justin over at Bondi Namco? Was that who did you guys' tour there? Yep. Yes, it was. Yeah. I, uh, he, he, hey, they invited me when I went to uh, Emerald City Comic Con out in Seattle this year. And uh, got to tour and hook up with him. He's a great dude. If anybody ever gets to like meet him, coolest dude on earth. Greatest tour. Like Bondi Namco, they're even coming out with like Lego type stuff now. So if you're into like building stuff like that, the they have a blocks, lot of. Yep. yep, the nano blocks are hot. Like uh, Pokemon, they even had some Star Wars when I toured. So those are pretty hot items right now they do have godzilla they have godzilla (laughs) as well the gundam stuff was really cool they were really showing off the gundam stuff at the at the figure booth and uh, as a matter of fact we opened the interview just so you guys have a spoiler alert with us all uh, well with tom and justin standing in front of a beautiful looking gundam statue yes it was uh the old school rx uh (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, that was a perfect way to kick it off because especially Bandai had such a big presence down there. And uh, no matter where you turn, there's always something for everybody's fandom. And you you can't go wrong anywhere you go. 
especially Marvel came with a very big monster presence this year, which was no doubt, if you've never been to New York Comic Con before, Marvel does show up and show out. Really going heavy with the Marvel's movie costume push for that movie that's coming out next. It's crazy to already think that Marvel's is happening. And then they also had the big Spider-Man 2 video game push as well, too. Yeah, as a matter of fact, the uh, Spider-Man 2 video game actually got the fire marshals to shut down the line. Yes. Uh, on Friday, there were so many people blocking the aisleway that the fire marshal came in and shut it down. Not the whole effect, I mean, just the, the can line. Can you blame them? That. that game is – the footage that's coming out from that game right now, it's I, – I cannot wait until Thursday. I don't know how I'm waiting until Thursday. It is so hard right now. I'll just throw it out there. They were also giving away those uh, wonderful book bag uh, bags. Mm -hmm. Everybody loves those things. If you're giving them away, you're going to be. How I gauge how busy Con is, New York Comic Con in particular, is when you go to the Dragon Ball Z table. Like, can you explain? Like, the bags basically are a regular, like, reusable bag, but they have, like, backpack straps on them. They're a little bigger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're like like, the the drawstring, basically, or something. No, no, no. There's no drawstring. drawstring. Oh, they're they're just just full open, and they're like, like, Tom, do that with your hands again. How big are they? They're about two feet uh, wide probably by about two and a half feet uh, deep, long. And they have straps on them like a book bag. Yeah. But so, you can oh, carry some. Okay, so I got it's you. big enough like, to put your posters, your yeah, ash yeah, yeah. cans, your... Figures. Yeah, your figures. Everything. So every year dra- they give away Dragon Ball Z ones. Yep. Free, absolutely free, for until they run out for the day. They have X amount for each day. So... Every day we were we were joking about it when we were there on Thursday. How busy Thursday was, but by eleven a.m. like eleven eleven fifteen when we were done with our interview and stuff, they were gone already. They already had the sign up that said bags are gone. On Friday we were there for about a, like literally a half hour and they were bags were gone. And Saturday I don't think the bags were there for more than fifteen minutes. That's crazy. By the way, and that they, they usually bring hundreds of them mm-hmm. a day. So that's how many people came in and went right there and waited in line. And they were doing that for the PlayStation uh, 2 Spider-Man game as well. And you also got a cool photo op with two Spider-Men. Yes. Yes, it was. Like I say, Marvel just, they always put on amazing uh, things for the fans at their booth. Like I say, no matter what. So if you're looking for photos, you're looking for souvenirs, they always really put on a great show. And that's why, and they've always said too, that New York is their home turf. They like to defend it. They want to make sure that you as the fan are getting your money's worth if you come to the Marvel booth and you're definitely getting a lot of great things too. I mean, comic wise, they did have a big weekend too. They did kick off on Thursday with their Avengers assemble this week in Marvel panel, a lot of news happening there. So if you're the Avengers fans, you got a lot to be excited about, especially a brand new series is coming out from Chip Zdarsky and Daniel Kuna, uh, Avengers twilight, which I mean, they did kind of do a little more deep dive in a panel on Saturday, which we'll get into a little bit as well. And as for comic-wise, too, DC Comics did make a presence known and announced the return of the Elseworlds imprint. So, Matt, are you familiar with the Elseworlds imprint? Uh, vaguely. It's not terribly much, um, I'll be honest with you. But everything that I was kind of looking into after this announcement uh, has me pretty psyched, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm in. of the bag. I'm in the bag already, but I'm even more in the bag now. Yeah. I mean, the one crazy thing about Elseworlds, if anybody's not familiar with it, it is almost a a precursor to the Black Label brand that they have out, but it's not as more adult-oriented as the mature readers' books that you get from the Black Label uh, brand. It's more based on you can take a a character like Batman and put him in a completely new setting and really have some fun and be very creative with it. And there is some kind of areas where you can have all these amazing DC heroes and really just put them in 
stages that you never would think about. And it's always great to see how this all plays out. Wasn't Gotham by Gaslight? No, I believe so. Actually, mm-hmm. you're right. No, so you are right. I am pretty familiar. Yeah, I've totally felt like Gotham by Gaslight, for example, was an Elseworlds story, which they're kind of even doing in the movies now, too. Yeah. The one thing about it, as uh, we're fixing it here a little bit, <laughs> is... We- try that again. Yes. Yes, there we go. Yes, yeah. the audio... Now I can hear your sexy voice. Yes. Yes. The one <laughs> thing with the Elseworlds, though, is it's all... It was Like I say, it's a precursor for Black Label. And one of the greatest books that came out of under that Elseworlds banner is Kingdom Come. Mm. Oh, yeah. Which, if you're familiar with the current series done by Mark Wade and Dan Mora, they're dipping into it on World's Finest right now. So just kind of tying that all together, just how the impact that goes, as it is such a precursor into things, it really just elevates of, like, you can really have some fun, do some stories, and you never know if it's going to turn into an actual part of the the timeline of your favorite universe. So I'm super excited. I know they announced a bunch of different books coming out for it. And as they start getting closer, obviously we'll be talking about a nerd initiative as well. Absolutely. But uh, I think personally, one of the biggest pieces of news that we got on Thursday was from a a random about 6 PM at night, me and Ken are just kind of finishing up for the day, getting ready to shoot that last, you know, goodbye from New York comic con. Mm. And all of a sudden, there's there's an image email that comes through to Ken, mm-hmm. and he's like, we have to go back to the floor. Ken, what, what did that email say? It was the announcement of a brand new company that is going to be producing books uh, for Image Comics, and that is Ghost Machine. So this is an endeavor that yeah. is going to be tying in with Jeff Johns, Jason Fabok, and like a little murderer's row of top-notch creators. Like You, you just go through the list that's on from the panel that was the next day, and Brian Hitch, uh, Lamont McGee, Francis Manipal, Brad Meltzer, Peter Tomasi, Matzel Zuch. Like I say, you just have this hit list of just top-level creators, and they're all coming together, and just the excitement and the energy that was coming from this booth. This is, I'll kind of spoil the lead a little bit, this was my surprise sleeper hit from New York Comic Con because I had heard a little bit about it, and obviously, you're hearing a lot more creator-owned companies are starting up. But leaving that booth after talking with Jason Fabok for a, a, a great while, I left there going, like, I need to get fully in it on this universe. And especially to hear the passion coming out of his voice about this. I, I do have to take a moment, though. I want to give a special f- shout-out. Jason Fabok was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was awesome to talk to him. He was super accommodating. But the woman... Who was running the, the the table? Yes. Who was just a volunteer from New York Comic Con? I wish I got her name. One of the most sweetest human beings I've ever met met in my life. They probably moved more stuff because she was literally, oh, do you want a poster, honey? And she would roll it up and put a, a, a you know a rubber band on it. Uh, you know, she was handing out the ash cans. It was it was amazing. She was one of the best, and that's why I want to give her a shout out because she was just phenomenal. She won me over more than anything. I mean, the news was huge. No, it was amazing. That table as a whole, giving out literally Jeff Johns signing free autographs at a table. Yeah, like just the passion they had. I mean, Matt, you as a, a comic reader, and I know you read a ton of stuff. When you see the the creators really just give it all out to the fans like that and just be so passionate about the projects they have coming out, what does that entice you as a reader to go check their stuff? I mean, if you're especially if you're kind of like newer to comics, for example, like for us, yeah, we've been reading, I've been reading a lot. So for me, it's we're kind of getting back to formula, so to speak. Shout out Norman Osborne. And mm-hmm. it's getting back to that man that the comic books 
were built on the backs of fans. I mean, they really were without, you know, the fans come out and drove. I mean, that's Stanley. He talked about it for years, right? So the, we're getting so many more companies now that are ran by people like Scott Snyder, who is one of the, the most popular best writers in the game. You got Jeff Johns now getting into the game. I mean, shoot. Uh, I know a little bit of a spoiler because I know we're going to talk about this, but you even got people like Tom freaking Hardy writing comic books now. And mm-hmm. so it's giving back to us, the fans who have been with this for so long, while also opening a door for people to be like, oh, I've heard of this name. Oh, Tom Hardy. I saw him in Venom or you might have even seen him in just any of the random movies you happen to be in. Like my grandma knows who that is. So she might be more inclined to pick up a comic book now mm-hmm. and it's more accessible and that's what really the, the personability of it all is what's really going to drive people to it. And uh, to me, that that's amazing because that's what it's all about. That's what comics is about. Just people coming together and sharing stories that they love and their new, their fresh ideas. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's something that you're seeing a lot more happen. There was more announcements about other companies starting up this weekend, but I, I think that for what ghost machine did just presentation top to bottom, that left me a lasting impression. And I always say it's a great comparison to this like stuff you see with Kyle Higgins and the black market narrative team. And you, you're starting to see a lot of creators start shifting in that direction. And it's awesome to see their excitement because it just brings us so down to such a fan level. Like for us to go in every single Tuesday and Wednesday to a comic shop and we get to pick up that issue. You're seeing that reignite in some of the, like the most legendary creators going right now and that is just such a cool moment to see and really ties into like what we like to see about with whenever we go to comic-con oh absolutely and and it was such a great organic moment that i i just dug so much super super much uh because when we get into the saturday here in a minute because i or sorry saturday friday, friday. Wow, I'm, I'm time hopping like again you, you said friday felt like saturday can I, can, I, can, I, can I point this out we i'm still not over being home it was a busy week. Yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, is there anything else we want to touch on on Thursday? Because I know we're going to continue talking about Ghost Machine because it was the first panel that we uh, – well, second panel, sorry, we went to on Friday. I'll let Tom go first, but I do have one thing to cap off Thursday. Okay, with. absolutely. Uh, give me a second. I'm, I'm going uh, through my notes. I'll go ahead and I'll say real quick. One thing yeah, I'll say let's, is – Let's it, get the home response. With what I'm seeing just from an outside perspective not being there is with a lot of these new creator-owned type companies, it's almost like they have found their passion in comic books again and getting to tell these interesting ideas that maybe they've been sitting on that maybe they couldn't have because before, you know, 10 years ago, whatever, you didn't really see a lot of this. So maybe it for them, comic books, some, I'm not saying this for everybody, this might be just a generalization. Maybe they just, all right, cool, I'm writing about Batman again. Okay, I'm writing about this. But now it's like, no, I have a passion again. I have this fire that's relit, reignited inside of me. And now you're starting to see it bleed into pages. Mm-hmm. I, I do agree with that too. I mean, that's, that's like one of the best things that we've seen this weekend too. And one thing that I'll just say as well is Thursday, if you ever go for New York Comic-Con, Thursday is always a great day. Like Rich touched upon to go get a sense to walk around. Yep. I will also give it a highly recommendation to go get anything you want signed or autographed. Because the excitement in Artist Alley that day 
It's palpable. You can feel Buzzing. it. You can touch it. You can lick it off the page. Not to mention, let's just be honest, it's going to be the slowest day to go to Artist Alley. Mm-hmm. Oh, and when yeah. you're guaranteed that all the creators are going to be there for the most part. And, but on top of it, uh, real quick, a lot of your foreign artists and whatnot might not be there yet because they're traveling in. So a lot of them usually come in on Fridays as that's, well. That's true. That's so, what I'm saying. Like you have to you have to kind of balance out over the weekend. Mm-hmm. But like if you're going in order Sunday is usually the slowest day of the con. However, a lot of people try to dip out early if they can, if you will. Yeah. So you're going to miss out some some there. And as uh, Tom pointed out, some of your international uh, creators might not be in, so you might have to make sure you make a time with them on Friday or Saturday. But for the most part, especially like the not just domestic talent, but I would say the talent in from New York City, they are there Thursday. They are yeah. ready to go. And you're going to get your best opportunity to meet a Scott Snyder or a Tynan or a Lee or a, um, you know, just the list goes on because they're all there. Uh, of course, Jim Lee had his own, like, gated community. If well, he's Jim Lee. I mean, that's the one thing about it. Like, this is a chance you get to meet most any creator that you've grown up reading or even are getting into now. I mean, I, I've had the opportunity, and I know I'm going to be posting this all on ODPH social media, about meeting so many great creators that I pick up, like one being Geraldo Borges from No One, Thunderbolts coming up, Dick Tracy next year. I cannot speak highly enough about him and his work and the moment just talking to him and just really having that connection too because he was just amazing. If I can add on that from an outside's perspective um... – I'm not familiar with his work, but seeing this guy light up and beam when we got to the table, and then to see uh, Mr. Borges as well, because like there was a, there was a love, there was some synergy, there was simpatico. Like I was happy just to be in in presence. Yes, like I, I like I, I've said this to him, and I, I will say this: if you read ODPH Parlay Points or Nerd Initiative reviews, anytime his book comes out, I just think he's just a fantastic artist, and just the way he captures the raw motion of fight scenes like you see in no one right now. He has just taken it up to another level. And now that he's going to Thunderbolts with the hive mind in no in December, I believe like this is going to be something special. And I'm so happy for him and just the things that he gets to do. And I can't stress enough. If you haven't checked this stuff out, go do it. If you could, if you're able to buy a print, go get a print. He is just top notch. And we, Stay tuned. He might be swinging through turn a page at some point in the future. Uh, the hive mind might be as well. But yes. also, just a quick heads up. Uh, shout out to DC Hero Cards. We went and uh, interviewed them on. Yes. Thursday oh yeah, that was on well. Thursday as well. Sorry. Um, that video was a fantastic to follow. video to follow. Um, the young lady who they had. It, uh, cheers Brittany. to them, Brittany. She was fantastic. And I also got to give, just like Rich said at the the one booth, cheers to DC Hero for ha- Hero Cards for having Brittany chat with us because she's a player and a fan first and foremost. And then she happened to be there at the booth. So like, if you're gonna get somebody, get somebody in the wheelhouse. At a certain point, she was actually number one player in the world too. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. They have this card game that's involving NFTs. And but it's it, physical. Yeah, it's physical. Like it's 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 a it's a it's a fascinating concept. And we have the video coming out for it. You'll see it on Nerd Initiative. And you definitely will want to check this out. Like, just the emotion she was having about this as a player. And that's the one thing, too. It didn't come off as just, like, a a sales talk. It was just really a fan being a fan. She wasn't a booth babe. I'll be quite honest. She's a very, very nice young lady. Do not get me wrong. But she wasn't, like, the generic, Alex, seriously, you need to, like, check this out. This is going to be awesome. Seriously. The ones yeah, who no, just stand she, no, she, she was very knowledgeable. Yeah, she was very knowledgeable and just a fan. Like <laughs> very we, can't, knowledgeable. we can't say that enough. Anyway, Friday. 
Uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go on to Friday. <laughs> let's awkwardly walk into uh, Friday. We can't talk about the first panel we were at because that's not comic related. Yeah. But the next panel that we did go to because obviously we talked about it after the first day. We had to go find out what Ghost Machine really was, and they did an awesome job. They had this. Well, first of all, I got to give a shout out to uh, uh, the person who was hosting. I forgot his name, mm-hmm. but he was amazing. He kept going and before. He's like, guys, we need to get this out there. This is the big reveal. This has been two years in the making. Make sure you're making all the tweets and stuff, and then when he came back and nobody was tweeting, he was like, guys, why are, why aren't you on social media? And we're all like, there's no internet. He was yes. like, why is there no internet? Because uh, there was bad service issues in the, the Javits as usual. So that's my only complaint I can say for the whole weekend. Uh, unless you're in the quiet room. The quiet room was really nice. Yes, uh, but wonderful. anyways, going back to the to the actual thing, they had this nice little video. It kind of showed what they were about. Creators creating stuff for, you know, creators where they're going to be all in on it. And they've already kind of started the line with the uh, comic book Geiger, uh, if, if anybody's read it. But if you haven't, they're starting and really kicking it off. Uh, and I showed this graphic. I do it did not show this graphic, but this graphic coming on the screen in a second is uh, Geiger Ground Zero, which will be coming out in November of 2023. It is the first book in the Unnamed series. So they have three different worlds. One's called The Unnamed. Uh, one is called oh, yeah. Family Odyssey. And then the other is for just the book that stands by itself, Rook. However, there's also books in a horror realm that has yet to be named, other than we have one name of a book that we'll get to later. So in November, we are going to get uh, Geiger Ground Zero One. And then, of course, it's going to be followed in December by Geiger Ground Zero 2. And uh, if you haven't noticed, that artwork is amazing. Mm -hmm. I love the neon. The green is amazing. And then in January, we are going to get an oversized issue. And it is right here. And it's what we showed earlier. This is Ghost Machine. This is going to be an introduction to everything that's coming out and coming into the future. Everybody who is working there is going to be in on it. I do believe he said right around 60 pages or better. Somewhere in that vicinity, So you're going to want to check this out at the very least in January of 2024 because then it's going to kick into high gear as we get the first Geiger Not Ground Zero book coming out in April of 2024. And remember I mentioned there was something that is not in the unnamed universe. By the way, the unnamed universe, what they're doing is taking American history, or actually world history, I should say, and they're adding people into it. And some of them are historical figures. Mm -hmm. Some of them are not historical figures, but they're making them into, you know, icons. Like, I do believe we were teased the Sasquatch at one point in juncture. Mm -hmm. We were teased, and we're going to show you another book coming up in a second. And, of course, that would be uh, the title of The Red Coat. And The Red Coat is kind of a – actually, I do not have the graphic for that because they did not have one with a date. But it is – coming out in April of 2024 as well. And Red Coat is going to, both me and Ken picked up a copy. Yep. Uh, it comes out in April, but they had some foil copies for sale and uh, you could get the signature as well. And Red Coat is about, basically it's Highlander meets the American Revolution. So uh, without rolling anything, I guess George Washington was a immortal. And there in this line of history, there was a Red Coat who ended up assassinating George Washington after, you know, America won. And when he assassinated by shooting him in the head, because I guess that's the only way you can kill an immortal, is if you lose their head, just like Highlander, yeah. uh, he became immortal. So now it's this immortal gentleman who has lived for 400 plus years, and you go throughout time with him living in through 400 plus years. It sounded amazing. Uh, Jeff Johns is the writer. Brian Hitch is your artist. So that's amazing in its own. By the way, Geiger, if you didn't know, uh, didn't know Jeff Johns is going to be your writer on Geiger as well. And I do believe Gary Frank is the artist on this. On Geiger, yes. 
And then we're going to kick over to the book that has its own universe, and that, of course, is Rook mm-hmm. Exodus. And this book is wrote by is written. Sorry, wrote. I'm speaking illy. Uh, is written by Jeff Johns and Jason Fabach is actually going to be doing all the art on this. This is a dystopian world where think Mad Max only with people in Mad Max had uh, animal helmets. They could help them communicate with that animal and help control that animal in this desolate world. Uh, So that's what you got there. And then they'll be kicking off, like I said, the Family Odyssey brand, which is kind of more of a comedy uh, kind of line. And they'll be kicking that off in 2024 at one point after April. And it will be the Rocket Fellers is going to be the first one out. And for this one, we were given the exact description of a family from the future has to go into witness protection. What is the better place to go into witness protection to? To the past. So they move the family to the past. And as the family is in the past, they're going to go through all sorts of stuff that they didn't realize that was around because they're from the future. And they have to try to fit in and get around while still being hunted by whoever is after them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, just before I pass it off to everybody else, here's a graphic that's going to show pretty much the whole timeline for uh, what's going down with uh, Ghost Machine as they launch. As you can notice here, uh, like I said, Geiger Ground Zero for there. January's got the big book. And then in April, that's the real kickoff with Geiger, Redco, and Rook Exodus. And then and beyond that, uh, First Ghost has been announced, the Rocketfellers, and Solus, which will be the first in the horror line from what we understand coming out of Con. Uh, Ken, you were here at Ghost Machine with me. When all of this went down, that I explained very quickly here, obviously, that they, they went a lot more in depth. What what really stuck out to you? Character first. That was one thing that Jeff Johns was echoing. Jason Fabach was right there with him. You had these creators really getting back to what we as comic book readers like to hear, and that is driving the point home about characters we connect with, we can relate to, we can empathize with and we want to see win. And that is something that we do see in a lot of books, but when you are that passionate about it, and I can't and I know that that word kind of echoes a lot when we talk about Ghost Machine. To see the creators like on the level of Jeff Johns get that excited and that amped up and really drive home the point that they wanted to really bring it back to the you know when they were growing up as kids and really give readers something to sink their teeth into and become just immersed in this universe. That's what stood out to me. And they, and they, no matter what creator was talking about their book, it came back to character first. And that's one thing that really stood out to me. And as somebody that, that drives me to go pick up a book if I really get connected with a character, I am just fully all in about this universe. And I can't wait to skip more of it you know, as time is going on. Yeah, absolutely. What was the other book that you picked up, by the way? Or do you remember you picked up a... Uh, Junkyard Joe. Junkyard Joe. That's another one in the Unnamed franchise. Uh, they didn't go into too much detail about that because that, that's not even coming out until later on. So there's a lot of great stuff coming from uh, Ghost Machine because they're just banging out everything. And I they have some of the greatest, you know, period creators of all time. And they're also teasing more on the way. As a matter of fact, during that same panel, they teased that there is somebody who has a contract with one of the major companies that is up at the end of the year who will be who is an artist who will be joining Ghost Machine when their contract is up. They've already been working on stuff, but obviously they can't make the jump until after then. They did not tell us who, so maybe I'll go to the chat and say, hey, chat, who do you think it is? Uh, but uh, does anybody have any guesses who you think it could be? Once again, artist. No idea. Quick question. What is the most important meal of the day? Breakfast. Breakfast. 
So what did we do also Friday morning? Oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, we got too excited about Ghost Machine, but the, we'll come back to that. Okay. Let's, let's wrap up Ghost Machine first. Yeah. Anybody have anything else they want to say about Ghost Machine? I wasn't there. I just want to talk about that. No, Ghost Machine <laughs> is going to be an imprint you definitely want to go check out. Absolutely. All right. I'll bite. What did we do? What did we do on Friday morning? We had breakfast. Where did we have <laughs> breakfast, Tom? Oh, oh, oh we, we, we had it with Comixology. The wonderful people from Comixology had a little meet and greet breakfast and... Oh my God! Did I have feelings of inadequacy surrounded by all that talent? Yeah, it was it was a good time. Actually, I was I, I had a great time at the breakfast. There was a lot of cool stuff. There was a lot of cool people, and they were very accessible. It was very nice. No, it definitely was. I mean, Comicsology Originals is always a fantastic line. If I you haven't checked it out on Comicsology, you sh- definitely should. And a lot of those books do come to print via Dark Horse Comics. So if you're somebody that's like, well, I don't really do digital comics yet, you can pick it up in a print version. And it's something that these stories stand on their own two feet. Absolutely. And uh, some of the books that they highlighted, I know, Ken, you've been a bit fan of some of them. Of course, uh, the first one that uh, they were very much highlighting at the event, and they have highlighted later on at the Comics Allergy panel that they did at New York Comic Con, was a book uh, written by somebody who uh, we hold near and dear, and that, of course, is the legendary Scott Snyder. Mm-hmm. And, of course, debuting. Ken, who's debuting as a writer on this book with Scott Snyder? His son, Jack Snyder. And if the book, of course, is called Buy a Thread, uh, Ken, what is that about for some of the listeners who might have not heard it? I do believe that's out now on Comixology, It is out now on Comixology, and and the story is based around there is a mysterious uh, substance, it's almost symbiotic, that just appears in the U.S., and it's spreading, and it's known as the Shroud, and it winds up covering the Earth and just in a rapid time period, and everything that you know has changed. And its center is around uh, a gentleman by the name of Joe and uh, surviving in this brand new world. There's a lot of fantasy elements in it. There's a lot of action. There's mystery involved with it. The first issue with Valeria Fococcia's artwork is just mind-blowing on this. So it's one that if you haven't checked out yet, you really need to. It's definitely got a lot of great things involved, and it's one that will hook you immediately from the first read. Uh, Tom, I do believe that one stuck out in particular to you as well. It's Comicsology that morning. Nice Jewish voice. That's right. That's do you right. want to do you want to talk about that a little bit? Because so it's pretty awesome. There's going to be a new book coming out called Nice Jewish Boys. Uh, I do not have my notes with me on who the writer is. This is but Neil Klein. Neil, Neil Klein. Thank you very much. So, Mr. Neil Klein is going to be doing a whole new book. Uh, it's kind of like the Jewish Mafia. Um, it's so I'm looking forward to doing the reviews on that one for Nerd Initiative and ODPH um, because it's near and dear to me. I actually have family members that made it out during World War II, so uh, th- it's definitely going to be something I'm looking forward to doing. Uh, so yeah, it, it looks beautiful. The, the the cover art that we did see was just like, okay, I'm down. Just you know, seriously, just put out a nice spread and I'm good to go. Yeah, uh, you know. And of course, I'm going to have a, I'm going to pick a favorite book as well uh, to talk about real quick, real briefly, and uh, calling up my notes, of course. And that is by uh, somebody who we really, really enjoy here at the uh, Nerd Initiative slash ODPH, and that of course is uh, Stephanie Phillips. Yes, she's got a yes. new book out called Black Site. Now, this is I'm going to I got to preface this. The reason why I was so happy about Redcoat, which is one of the things I was very passionate about for Ghost Machine, is the same reason I'm very passionate about Black Site. I'm big into historical like happenings and black site is based loosely 
on some real, real grimy stuff the CIA pulled. Uh, if you haven't read it, uh, it is basically telling the story about how the the United States government through the CIA used to uh, sometimes just drug, but sometimes kidnap and drug unsuspecting people and take them to black sites. And it's a it's it's about a young woman who th- had this happens to, and like finding and discovering all these things that are not known or not known to be you know real. And it's it's just a phenomenal book that's really based in history. And that's kind of like my thing. I, I so I'm super pumped to to continue to read that book. Just like I'm super pumped for Redcoat. Anything that's historical, I'm big on. Now, mind you, I love my superheroes too. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But I'm 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 very 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 excited to check out uh, Black Sight as as it goes on, and also Redcoat. Matt, are you big into Comicsology originals? I am, and just real quick, like I am a hundred percent with you. History, man, like oh, that man. is my stuff. I geek out so hard when it comes to like history, and so Red Coat, of course, is a big one for me that I'm going to be checking out, and then Black Site. But I do like comics originals, man. I mean, they're they're great to to read because there's stuff that kind of goes under the radar more often than not, but they are just. Man absolute bangers most of the time like i don't think i've read anything bad that's come out of them uh, especially since we've been doing nerd initiative the bullpen all that kind of stuff yeah no they always put amazing stories out no matter what in fact the the big announcement that came from the breakfast we were at is one of my favorite series is returning for its final season and that is chip zadarsky and jason lose the all-nighter so season three is going to be dropping on halloween for issue number 11, technically. And this is going to cap off this fantastic story. If you haven't checked it out yet, I highly recommend you go on Comixology Originals, go check it out. It's in print form via Dark Horse 2. This is one you definitely don't want to miss. There's a lot of different story elements going on with it, and it's very exciting to go check out like the final run for this. So I, I'm excited. That's going to be kicking off a lot of new books that are going to be coming out on Comixology Originals. And like I, I can't stress enough, if you haven't checked this label out, make a point to go do it. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I can't stress how great Comixology is. If you have Amazon Prime, you can get Comixology as as part of your Amazon Prime. Mm. Uh, just so I, I don't know if that's, you know, echoed enough from people. So if you already have Amazon Prime, you can download Comixology, sign into your Prime, and you have Comixology for free. Uh, well, the unlimited version, which means you get all these great originals for free. Mm-hmm. You know, and even if you have to pay for it, I do believe the service is only like $9 a month. Or whatever, I think one hundred twenty dollars a year, or something very like cheap. that. It's, but it's, I'm it's just saying, most of us have Prime yep. anyway. So if you have Amazon Prime, little dirty secret, hey, take full advantage of your Prime that you're already paying a ton of money for, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, check out Comicsology because if you're watching this, obviously Comicsology should be right up. And they don't just have the originals; they have other stuff too. So shout outs to them. Thank you for Amazon for having us, and uh, of course, we love staying in touch with all of them. Uh, what do you have there on your schedule? I see you have your schedule pulled up, uh, Tom. I figured it'd just be easier just to go through the day, actually, by going through the schedules. Ah, smart man. See, that's not what we all do. We're not all about that. By the way, I just want to point out that uh, I, during a little personal story here, during the Amazon meet, I told uh, Ken to please get me a bottle of water. <laughs> and Tom loves me so much that he didn't want me to be thirsty, so he went and grabbed me a bottle of water and brought it back, and I went... Ken, I need another bottle of water. I was trying to uh, direct Ken's attention to who was at the coffee maker, Ken? Uh, our good friend Scott. Got you off on the way to the coffee maker. Alex Segura. And then that has how you also got introduced to Chip Zdarsky. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 is, it is a true media moment that I wish we had on tape. 
because it was just absolutely crazy to to think about. But uh, great conversations. I mean, I, all their work they've done there, let alone Blood Oath and the Black Ghost. Alex has done an amazing job with Chip with uh, with Jason on the All Nighter and, and Scott's best jacket uh, press line. Like no matter where you turn, Duck and Cover Number Two is out today. And just every single story that they do, the one thing is there's so much creative freedom that they have involved here. It's just amazing to be a part of. And also for me running into people for my wheelhouse, uh, I ran into Kim Joy. If you don't know, Comixology also has out with her Turtle Bread and I believe How to Bake a Cat. Um, She's also a contestant from the Great British Bake Off. Um, so me as a cook and, and a guy who like religiously watches the show, that was amazing. And then also fellow YouTuber on here, uh, Ares Quinones also has his first publishing from Variant Comics, uh, also through co- uh, Comixology as well, which Absolutely. was announced as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I say, they, they have just so much great books on that line too coming out. And and that was just even the kickoff of the major comic stuff that was happening this this weekend too because i i mean obviously there's a little more dc news that broke on friday as well that jason aaron is coming over to action comics for a little bit joshua williamson i believe is going over there with bruno um ronaldo from um nightwing Mm -hmm. so that's going to be something when it happens as well too and if you haven't been checking out to uh the run that's happening right now with joshua williamson on the adjectiveless superman this today at the comic shops issue number seven but if you go legacy number it's issue 850 drops yeah crazy isn't that crazy by the way i'm happy for the legacy numbers finally because it was getting confusing when they kept rebooting to number one Mm -hmm. uh you know uh friday we had you know free other conversations of course comicsology we talked about them we not only had breakfast with them but there was also a panel that day dc had a little more breaking news was that the the the, also the, the day our friend broke his news about uh the new justice league godzilla book I do believe it was on the same uh, on the uh, same panel. It might have been, yes. So, uh, who is writing that again? Brian Brusolato, who does Midlife, does No One, fantastic writer. If you haven't checked this stuff out, amazing. I will spare everybody the spoilers because there was spoilers talked about. The book comes out later this month. No, the book is out right oh, now. Oh, it's actually. out right now. Okay. Out I, thought we, I, thought it came, I thought it came out later, but no, it's out now. So go go check it out. Uh, without spoiling too much, I will I will give you two points that he pointed out to us that I, I that I'm going to take with. And it'll let you figure some things out. First of all, he told us that Toho, uh, they have Godzilla booked like he's Jason Jason Statham or The Rock. So basically, he can't lose. So it's interesting. He tells us, wait till the ending because there's some interest there. So I'm very intrigued by this. And then uh, the other thing that got Tom happy, and I'll, I'll share this with everybody, uh, there is a part where we have five lanterns who decide that they are going to form as Voltron to take on Kong and Godzilla. So... Those are the two pieces that I'll share. There was other stuff that he shared with me and Ken that I will not share, but uh, lots of good times. That was not at the panel, though. That was outside of the panel. That was outside the panel, yeah. That was not But he did, he did announce those at the – he did announce the panels. Those two items I said. There's a lot of news that was breaking that weekend. A lot so, of news. So, a lot of news. Yeah, especially one that uh, definitely hit with us. There's a new book coming out from Image Comics from a certain writer we know from the Massiverse. Ooh. And that is one Mr. Ryan Parrott. Oh, because yeah. Kyle doesn't follow us, so we can talk about him. Right? Yeah. Ooh, but Kyle's got a new book, too. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. But uh, <laughs> Ryan, it was announced that Ryan is teaming up with Noah Gardner and John Pearson to bring the Infernals. So this Ooh. is going to be a very interesting book dropping in February about uh, – more or less like the legacy of the afterlife. Like there's a lot of elements happening here. This is a book that definitely caught my attention because obviously big fans of Ryan Parrott 
and you definitely want to keep this eye out for it when it drops in February. Absolutely. Good stuff there. Uh, Friday, anything else anybody want to talk about on Friday? It was not uh, – it's comic books related, please. Well, <laughs> well, no, comic book related we can definitely talk about, and that was we actually got a chance to meet with Jacques from Distillery Ooh. amongst, obviously, many, many fantastic things. Matt, you've been checking out anything from Distillery? I haven't yet. It's on my list just because uh, they're one of the hot brand new items out there that I've announced really recently, and they, they caught my attention right off the bat. And so that's on my list to do ASAP. Distillery is definitely making a big play for the rest of the year. Obviously, the Devil's Cut came out earlier this summer and a major, major hit. If you haven't checked that out, you definitely want to. They're making a lot of big moves. And coming out of the pages of the Devil's Cut is Jock's book, Gone. So we got a chance to talk to him a little bit about that. There's an interview going to be dropping on Nerd Initiative for that. And I can't stress when the book comes out at the end of the month, you definitely want to pick it up and add it to your collection. So there was that uh, news going on. Like I say, Marvel is also announced about the gang war crossover that's happening as well, too. So if you haven't been checking out Spider-Man lately, there's a lot of good things happening there. Our guy Dre Driven was very high up on gang war. Yes, very, very, very much so. Up. The TikTok is yeah. out right now on ODPH Podcast. If you check that out, he's very high up on it. Exciting stuff, new costumes, everything. It's, it's, there's a lot of great things going on over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say, because uh, it's going to tie in, we did end our night, to be uh, to be fair, at the Supermassive Party. Mm-hmm. It was held at Barcade in New York City. Well, one of the locations of Barcade water, in New York City. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, it was a good time. You know, we got to go, we got to go down and uh, we got to chat with Matt Groom for a little bit, which is always a fun time. He is definitely my favorite Australian. Sorry to any other Australian I know. He's just my favorite one. Uh, I love I love you all, but he's my favorite. And, uh, you know, Kyle was there and every, everybody was there. It was a great time. You know, thanks, thanks for having us out. And... Uh, because I know it's going to get overshined by some of the stuff we talk about in a minute. There was some unfortunate news that broke during a retailer meeting that was going to be announced on Saturday. Well, we, we don't we don't need to get into that. No. No. No, no we, don't. we don't want to talk about it? No, we don't. No, we don't. Okay. No, we don't. No. So that being said, I mean, let's get into Saturday, though, because I think well, that's going to be a lot better to... Well, can, can, I, can I sprinkle in the fact that we're yes. going to be getting an awesome interview uh, up on Nerd Initiative that, like, randomly digivolved into my lap on Friday? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, yeah, so uh, Dor- there was the Digimon uh, Adventure Zero Two's movies coming out shortly, which is also going to be available on Fathom Offense, and uh, the producer was there, and just for... The Digigods or the Digimetals or whatever the heck is going on here, they uh, happened to grace me with the opportunity to interview the original producer from Japan of the Digimon of the first two series of Digimon. And with this finally coming full circle, and hopefully this is going to be the last movie that I'm going to cry over because I love this series so much. Um, it was an absolute and complete honor to be able to, to speak with this woman and explain how much I love her series and how much it's meant to us and where she her thought process is. So that'll be coming out soon on Nerd Initiative. Uh, so, yeah, like, really crazy, like, wow, grateful opportunity. So thank you again to Toei. It was a thank you again. Just, yeah, wow. Yeah. Like, so wow. A lot of things to be very, very so wow about. But let's get into Saturday, though, because obviously this was the big day of big days. A lot of panels going on, as we talked about. This was going to be the major stuff that was going to be hitting and obviously kicked off in a big way. 10 a.m. or 10.30 should be specific. And that was Skybound Entertainment's Energon Universe. Matt, have you been keeping track of what's going on here in the pages? Oh, man. 
the Energon have universe. I, have I? I mean, Transformers straight off the bat from Daniel Warren Johnson is in the discussion for me for top five comic books of the year. And uh, the fact that we're going to start looping in G.I. Joe and all of these other just amazing IPs that I just have so much nostalgic fondness for. Yo, yeah, we are in for a treat. Like, I'm not an 80s kid, but I, I feel like almost I, I was because 80s fans are What's eating. That mean? I'm just saying, like, G.I. Joe Transformers really came up in the 80s. I, you know, being are born you calling in us old. Hey, I'm just calling you that you got to be there for the good stuff right off the bat. I picked it up on the tail end and uh, I'm riding your, your tail coats. He's calling us old. And, uh, man, <laughs> this is this is sick. It's going to be an amazing universe that I think a lot of people need to be paying more attention to if they are not already. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, guys, what you were in attendance for, what was your takeaways? I like the fact that they're coming out with this right now, right off the heels of what we saw from the... Uh, I want to say Beast Machines, but the uh, Rise of the Beasts, how they're, you know, interplaying with the movie as well. So yeah. it is a perfect time to hit while the iron's hot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this whole universe kicked off out of the pages of Void Rivals. It was kind of the big surprise hit of the summer. And now going into the first issue with Daniel Warren Johnson's Transformers, that definitely was one that really stood out and the panel they had there was definitely excited to be there you've got the fans talking a little bit to say the least uh daniel warren johnson was not afraid to be the heel of the panel um obviously if you've read void or i'm sorry transformers you know the situation going on there uh because there was a major death in the pages of issue one so i don't, I don't want to talk about that i guess it's always it's it's always him like can we pick on somebody else to die in the transformers world like just one time please well I, I I can't I I can't say too much, but I will say that uh, he says he's not coming back. Yes, that's tough. And as the crowd, as half the crowd booed him, he uh, said, "I love it. I'm a real heel," and I enjoyed that a lot. So I mean, who else did you expect from the guy who wrote "Do a Power Bomb"? So exactly this is true. And that's this why is true. I was excited about it. I love it. By the way, he also uh, guaranteed us a burning hammer somewhere before issue six. Yes. <laughs> If anybody does not know, he is a big pro wrestling fan, so you we're going to see some crazy action sequences happening here. They they highlighted a clothesline and they highlighted. He's been, te uh, he's been teasing a lot uh, of, a, of that semi power stuff, bomb, I should say. But he he has that uh, he did tell us that, and of course, uh, Robert Kirkman said, "Wait a minute, that hasn't hit this thing yet." And he's like, "Oh, don't worry, I'm going to put it in there for my fans." Yeah. <laughs> so so Dude, somewhere in the series, we're going to get a burning hammer. He doesn't somebody. say who and why. He just said. We're going to get one. So be on the lookout if you're a wrestling fan for the Burning Hammer. So once we get that, we're going to have a panel of a show up on your guy's show, right? Sure, why not? Yeah. Yeah, we I, I would love, I'd love to have him on the Synergy. show to talk about wrestling. Synergy. Uh, but yeah, so uh, the other news that we got, of course, big Transformers news is already going on. Void Rivals going on. We'll talk about that in a second. But the biggest news that came out of this, of course, was the announcement of how they are launching G.I. Joe. And uh, they are launching it with a book called Duke. Because uh, I guess in this world, we're starting in a world without G.I. Joe. Mm -hmm. This is the origins. So that's why it's not called G.I. Joe. As you can say, their codename G.I. Joe begins in December. Because uh, December 27th, the first issue of Duke will drop. Uh, following, as you can see, every month thereafter. And this is going to tell the story of uh, the, the leader of the G.I. Joe and feature some friendly cast that everybody may or may not know. So you can look forward to what's to come from this book. These are some of the characters, but not all of the characters. Trust me, uh, Robert Kirkman was very good at they were not spoiling a lot. 
they, they just want us to know that these are the characters that will probably be showing up in in uh, book one. But. So if you want a particular character to show up in this new G.I. Joe prequel series, who would it be? Ooh, that's a rough one. Ken, chat, what do you think? Man, that's, that's a great question. What G.I. Joe, who, what G.I. Joe would you like to show up? I've got two. So okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, throw them out there. I mean, it, it's obvious for me. I am a Navy vet, so it's got to be my boy Shipwreck from Chula Vista, okay. right down from where I used to be stationed. <laughs> okay. Um, and then secondly, Leatherneck. I oh, love okay. Leatherneck. I, I loved his character in the old cartoon. I can always remember him. You know, had that gravelly voice. So those are the two for me, just because... I want to see how, if you notice in G.I. Joe, now mind you, I'm going basing this a lot on the cartoons because I'm not familiar with the with the comics. Um, Navy did not get a lot of representation. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Mm. We, we did have the right largest the toy. We had the USS Flag. Awesome. But if you look at everybody's original MOSs, we did not have as many Navy guys. So I just I just want to be represented. I like that. You yes, know, can be fair. represented. I'll go with you. Uh, I'm, I'm scared to list anybody because it seems like in this world, if you list them off, they're going to die. So we're going to just leave our, our picks alone. <laughs> definitely, definitely don't tell them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, so that's not the exciting part for me. The more exciting part for me, because I'm also a real life heel. Exciting part that dropping at the same time, the, the awesome Duke series will also be Cobra Commander. Yes, mm-hmm. And uh, we have been promised by Joshua Williamson that this will be a more of a horror uh, book than anything, yep. uh, because he wants to dive into why everybody hates Cobra Commander, but still follows Cobra Commander. Mm-hmm. So he's going to show us why. And this is, uh, mind you, this is a world without Cobra as well. So uh, here's a little bit of the guests that they did share with us that will be showing up, but this is not limited. Uh, there will be a lot more. They were very careful in what they cho- told us there. So I trust it because, like I said, the boss was sitting right there. He was not happy if anybody uh, spoke too much. Right. He was ready to shoot him down. So uh, that is pretty much the G.I. Joe portion of it. Does anybody else have anything you want to talk about G.I. Joe-wise? No, G.I. Joe definitely is coming back in a big way. Joshua Williamson doing the dueling books of Duke and Cobra Commander is going to be must-read material when it comes out. They gave away the ash can for Duke uh, number one at the end of the panel. So there's a lot of stuff to be excited for. So if you're kind of skeptical about going into this new universe, uh, I think they put your fears at ease. Yeah, the only other things that we had from that panel, and they were big things, of course, is there's a third portion of that, and that's Void Rivals. Uh, the uh, last of the beginning arc of Void Rivals, Void Rivals number five, will is on sale October 25th. Uh, great artwork, as you can see there. Stunning Quinazon. It mm. is. Very, very stunning. And then they let announce to us that uh, they will, will be coming back uh, in March of 20 with Void Rivals number seven. And the reason why they will be taking that break is so everybody can catch up because they're at the same spot. And I did like their talk. They they talked very much like how in this world it's not tied to anything, but they are, were all very highly uh, uh, influenced by the 1986 movie and, of course, the TV show from the 80s as well. So there's an influence there, but it is not tied into it. So yes. I, I dug I dug all of that because I'm a big fan of that movie as well. So it, it made me very happy to, to know that they also were fans of that movie. Mm. Now let's switch over because there was two panels, two huge panels that went on at the same exact time. But we'll start with the, the one that has uh, had a little bit of taste to it because it actually technically started 15 minutes before the other panel. And, of course, that panel is a panel that I attended in person, and that was Arcbound. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for the folks that don't know, Arcbound is a, a sci-fi uh, comic book that's coming out created by Scott Snyder, 
Frank Thierry, Ryan Smallman, and oh yeah, that guy in the upper left-hand corner of the picture, you might have heard of him a time or two. His name is Tom Hardy, uh, who which Tom Hardy was in attendance. Worst kept secret in the history of Comic-Con because uh, un- unfortunately they put that he was signing at the table before uh, his actual arrival. And I think that kind of hurt the amount of people that were there, yep. but uh, they did not let us take any uh, video. So I did get a couple photos that are online. Uh, we tagged him across everything of, of Tom Hardy there in person. Uh, it was cool. They didn't give too much away. Uh, basically it's a, you know, it's a future world where people are looking for certain resources and such. And, uh, sometimes you have to get clever about it, you know, and they're all looking for unity and for safety and they've been told a big lie. Yeah. So it's kind of a really cool story. Like I said, they're very tight lipped for the most part. That's all we really got out of it. Uh, but it was really cool. The Scott Snyder, it was just an all-star lineup. And it was just funny because Scott Snyder kept making fun of Frank about his Brooklyn accent. Yeah. He said that he wanted to give every character in the in, in the uh, comic his accent. Mm-hmm. So they'd just walk around and go, forget about it. Yeah. You're talking to me. Yeah, that was basically how they went. But uh, Ken, you went to a, a pretty big panel. Or yeah. I should say a pretty small panel. Who well, knows? I was going to say this was the panel that I said was going to be the panel of the weekend. That was Marvel's next big thing. So if you weren't in attendance for this, you missed a lot. They treated this like a Hall H moment, so you couldn't have your phones out, you couldn't have your computers out, they kept everything in-house, but news has been trickling out about the big event, and I have to say, I was in attendance for it, and they definitely delivered on the hype that we were waiting on. Uh, They had multiple creators come up and and give a heads up about what is coming to the Marvel Universe in the next calendar year. I mean, obviously, they were kicking off with a lot happening with the, the fall of the... Uh, House of X and the rise of the powers of 10. So this is now going to be ending the the Crocodian era that you've been seeing since Jonathan Hickman did the refresh of the universe many years ago. A lot of events are going to be happening here. I know Rich has the credit. All the credit coming up for Marvel is for Marvel Entertainment. And this is going to be the images you're seeing are really going to be setting fans into a blaze because this has been a storyline and Matt, let me know what you think about the Krakoan era of the X-Men line and chat, put your thoughts in there too. What has been your biggest takeaway from this? Has been this been a win for you? Has not been a win? Yeah, you know, it's been interesting because they've done some interesting things. However, for me, I'll be honest with you, like it just never connected for me. I, uh, I'm very hit or miss on the X-Men in general for some reason uh i know most people when you talk to them their comic books like their favorite ones some of the ones they've always picked up is that's always x-men for Mm -hmm. me i've always just been kind of like lukewarm i don't know what it is i really can't explain um they had some good stories here and there especially on the early going but uh i'm I'm interested to see where we're we're actually going to take and i might actually get to dive in and see how we wrap up this entire kind of arc that we've had for a long time yeah rich tom any thoughts on the x-men line I thought they were going in a great direction, and then, you know, they switched leaders, which happens, mm-hmm. and I, I think some of that direction was lost, and I think they're trying to go back and fix it. I'm still kind of, I don't I don't want to say upset, because that means it's, it's more negative, but I'm not negative about it, but I'm still kind of curious to why Hickman isn't coming back to, to fix it. It was his direction to begin with, uh, but I get that they're putting him on the uh, eternal stuff and stuff like that, but uh, I don't know. I think when the croc Cohen era mm-hmm. started um, for me again as an outside outsider. I was like, uh, "Wait, what happened? 
We were in New York. Now we're on an island, a living island. I, I was really confused, and to see that we're getting away from that and trying to not paint ourselves, trying to paint ourselves out of a corner, in my opinion, uh, from a lot of the polarizing stuff that I've heard that's happened through the run. I'm interested to see. It might be a nice time for me to finally jump back in and see about those marvelous mutants. You know, like my take has been, I I love the take on it because I like stuff that's different. And for the X-Men at that time period, it had been basically same old stuff over and over and over. I thought what Hickman did was really an interesting idea with the whole Moria McTaggart's twist to everything. And then one of the more iconic images was Apocalypse coming to Krakoa and saying, like, hey, I'm all in. Like, this is what my dream has been of uniting mutants against everybody. So the story has definitely gone into a lot of different directions, and obviously this year's Hellfire Gala definitely kicked things off into the new Fall of X storyline that we're in right now. And to see how this is all going to play out, like I'm excited to see how things are going to shape up. There's going to be a lot of series that are going to be coming out that are going to play right into this. And I think that for fans that want to see the end of the story, I think we're going to have a satisfying ending. I will agree. I thought it was kind of odd that Jonathan Hickman came back to Marvel and didn't come back to this. But obviously, he's really tied up doing the new Gods book that's out right now that is really catching a lot of steam. Plus, he's also one of the architects behind the new Ultimates universe that is coming back into play. Obviously, he is connected to the Ultimate Spider-Man book that's coming out. And there was an announcement about that, that there's going to be three spinoff books that are going to be taking place in the new Ultimate Universe. But the one that really caught my eye was Peach Momoko is taking Ultimate X-Men. And when I heard that, I immediately went, what? Like, my eyes got real big. And it's nothing to take away from Ultimate Spider-Man and Ultimate Black Panther, which is going to be the two other books that are coming out with this. But to hear that Peach was coming to Marvel for this book, I really got excited about it. I mean, I don't know how everybody else is feeling about this, starting with Matt. Yeah, I'm excited, man. It's uh, I feel like there's going to be something fresh here, and there's probably there's a really good story built in there. And uh, the Ultimate Universe is something that I've been wanting. I've been wanting more of the Ultimate Universe. So for me, I'm pretty stoked. Yeah. I mean, Tom, I know you're a big Peach Momoko fan. What was your reaction to this? I love her art, but I have a. You guys know my hard take on this whole thing about the Ultimate Universe. Mm -hmm. um, these guys know because I've said it in chat before. But is this still in the same Ultimate Universe, or is this a new Ultimate Universe? This, this the way I took it. This is a brand new Ultimate Universe. Okay, that's the way so I took why it, it? Why it did we call this the Ultimate Universe? Why didn't we rename this, rebrand this, bring something in? I'm sorry, that pisses me off. That's just lazy marketing. I'm sorry, Marvel. I love you. You have made an um, amazing, the, the new mythology. All right? I'm down with it. But you couldn't pick another freaking adjective? I will say for all of the good that Marvel does, yeah, I, I, I would agree with you on that aspect is they get real lazy with some of the titling sometimes. But, Tom, they added new. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the new, new. new. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be interesting to see how this all shapes up. I mean, that's the one big thing, because obviously the Ultimates universe is very, as you can tell by Tom's reaction, very polarizing. And But it's led to some great heroes being, first and foremost, Miles Morales. Absolutely. I'm down with that. But why can't they just put a different adjective? I mean, Christ, they re they put Nightcrawler in Spidey's undies and at least call it the Uncanny Spider-Man. <laughs> you know, they were smart enough. Change one damn adjective. Sorry, I'm going to go on a rant here for a second. Yeah. But we do love You've already started. Art. <laughs> He's already started, but like I say, there's a lot to be excited about. But I said seeing Peach come over for this is I, I'm I cannot wait to read this when this book comes out in March. 
But the Ultimate Universe number one, which is going to kind of kick off this new wave, is going to is set to drop November 1st. Can I jokingly call this the Ultimate Reuniverse? Whatever you want to call I'm it, my friend. Trying. It is kind of like a requel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit of one. It's a comic book requel. There you go. But like I say, they, they had so much going on, and then they even teased about an event that's coming on later uh, in 2024. And about they, the, the Dracula? No, 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 no. We're talking about Blood Hunt. I meant, yeah, that's what I meant. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're gonna have some vampires. We're gonna have some wild stuff happening. The trailer is out right now. Uh, If you go to Marvel.com, you can definitely check it out. And this looks absolutely insane. I mean, Jed McKay is behind it. Pepe Larraz is on the art, and this just is gonna be completely crazy when this all is set to drop next year. And if you were in attendance, you, you got a very nice souvenir involving this. So, you know, it, it capped off a great weekend for Marvel. Uh, well, actually, no, I was just say because they had the, an excellent Women of Marvel panel on Sunday. They had so much going on this weekend that, you know, it's hard to say that they did not win New York Comic Con. Just with all the news they had, the presentation, top to bottom. Like, they always just put on such a show, and they definitely came back in full force this year. It was amazing to see as a fan. I don't know. I like what Ghost Machine did. No, well, like I say, well, Ghost Machine there's, did a uh, did a lot of great things there's, too. There's a lot of there was a lot of great great moments. I mean, Marvel is going to do what Marvel does, but mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I wasn't there, so I didn't know. I was at Arcbound. <laughs> yeah, so I got to hear Tom Hardy. As far as comics are concerned, on the whole, for uh, just for the amount of stuff that came out, Marvel absolutely, you know, had the lion's share. Mm-hmm. You know, as the whole for all of four days. Um, and that's not taking away anything from anybody else, hmm. uh, you know, from Ghost Machine or Comixology, Scott Snyder. I mean, there was a lot of great news that came out. But just as a info dump, absolutely, Marvel just yeah. did all this stuff. And let, let's be honest, uh, I'm excited, and I, I will have to drop my wife out here. Uh, she's excited for the new Infinity Pause series. Yes. Um, I just think it's adorable. I do happen happen to have a copy of Marvel Meow, and she'll think, oh, my God, this is so cute. And um, I do have Jeff the Landshark in my pull list for her. She just doesn't know yet. Everybody I, I, is all about Jeff the Landshark. I love Jeff the Landshark. Yeah, that's that's like the new big character over at Marvel, and is just taking... Taking over the House of M. We need a Jeff Pool. That's what. That's what's going to happen. He's going to rip the universe in two. But I'm going to tell you what. I missed my my segue. My real segue is you know who really won New York Comic Con? Who really won New York Comic Con? Nerd Initiative won New York. Comic-Con. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, there, there we go. go. Yeah, there we Saturday go. Night. Saturday night, and I, I'm going to put up the uh, the, the Spidey Venom uh, logo there because uh, they are on sale, mm-hmm. and uh, and the Joker Jeez, was the wearing sale. them. You know. Uh, I, weird the DC mixed with Marvel there, but the Joker did have a pair on. You mean was it an amalgam? Listen, he, he the Joker was sitting in front of me. He, that guy's a real clown. I don't know. I don't. It's weird. But uh, uh, we had the, a great panel. Uh, John uh, Calgon Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, did a, an amazing job in making our own Michael look very much like the Joker. If you have not seen the video yet, that is out on Nerd Initiative currently. So please check out the video. It was a pretty good time. We all had a great time. And boy, what a nice man he was. He answered everybody's questions and, and stayed in the hallway for a while. It was it was an awesome time. It was a great panel. What do you guys think of the panel? I was really surprised. Like you know, sometimes those panels on that first floor, the the offbeat rooms, a lot of people don't realize are there. They can they're really hit and miss from the years I've gone. Either you're going to have fourteen people show up and it's a nice intimate setting, or you're going to have ninety people in this little tiny room. 
Um, I was really surprised. We had a really great turnout. At least, what, a good half of the the room was filled up there? Yeah, it was oh, a big room. More than like, that, it was yeah. more than that. It was a big room. I, I mean, I was just enamored in seeing the process and all the great questions from all the fantastic cosplayers that also showed up. We kept moving back. Because, like, we didn't want to be obviously up front, you know, because, you know, take away from somebody else. But we kept moving back. At one point, I think we moved three or four times before we actually settled on our seats. Mm -hmm. So we wouldn't be in front of anybody. So, yeah, it was it was a really nice time. Uh, Ken, what did you think about it? No, I mean, Nerd Initiative definitely came out with John Caglione. I just really diving into the world of makeup and, you know, for cosplay and movies and really gave the fans something to remember about and especially seeing our own Michael Rothman painted up as the Joker. Look best ever I've ever seen him in person. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, just beautiful. Yeah, like to see that all play out, like it was just, it was a great moment and it said the questions the the attendees had really were great and you can see the just how passionate they were about the topic of it because like we always say, there's a million yeah. things going on for cosplay and, you know, Mayron definitely had a, a their presence felt Oh, no, yeah, definitely. Through the entire weekend, because I know they were, they were back in the panel as well. There is just a lot to be enjoying about, and especially for us here, you know, behind the scenes, to see the growth of Nerd Initiative at, you know, the conventions now. This is the third panel, I believe, that, yeah. we've, that we've done at, uh, at, at shows, C2E2. Yes. Um, there was one last Con. year, there was a fourth, because there was one last year at New York Comic Con as well. Yeah, so... Um, you know, to see that that growth happen, I mean, that's that's kind of big. So you know, it's just onward and upward, and it's just very cool to see all play out. Absolutely, I thought it was a, I thought it was a great time. I had and enjoyed uh, myself, and it, like I said, we had a good time, and uh, everybody there had a great time. I mean, I don't think anybody left unhappy. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Everybody and and le when we had to leave, we had to dip out to do something. We we're gonna, you know, for my own greedy reasons, we're gonna talk about that for a second because mm -hmm. uh, I, I love spending time with these gentlemen, uh, but. Uh, we had to we had to go because we had an event to go to, and they were still there taking pictures. And he was talking. He talked to everybody, man. It was great. We you know even though we had to leave the room, still a great presence. So if next year, if you're at New York Comic Con, I'm sure we'll have another panel at the Nerd Initiative. You definitely have to stop out. John was a genuinely nice guy, and I'm sure we give a big whole shout out to him. And also, he has an online school. Um, I'll put that possibly in the Leonard's at some point mm -hmm. um, where you can actually learn how to do this beautiful crafting art that he's been doing for so many years. There's a link to that at nerdinitiative.com. Thank well. you very much. So there yes. you go. Just plug, plug everything at once. Plug. <laughs> plug away, shall we? Uh, does anybody have anything else to talk about at con on Saturday? Any, uh, no, I mean, I think we have, because I mean, there was the big, there was just the big, you know, news. That was great. I mean, there was, there was some DC comic news that, I mean, I, I wasn't in attendance for, but I did hear about that. They're actually going back and, and dipping into the Jason Todd death in the family issue and given like a, a version that's, if he survived, you know, obviously the 900 number way back in the day where he lost the vote and was killed. So what if? Yeah. Kind of something like that. So, I mean, they had some news going on too. Uh, new help blazer series is coming out so yeah. that's something to be very very excited about and i mean just overall as a comic fan like there was just no matter where you went between like mad cave and you know shout out to them and and yeah. the arcbound panel and marvel and dc and you know image too throughout the weekend dark horse idw there was a lot going on that you know as a reader you can be very excited about as things move forward and you know, just really start planning out for what to go look for at the comic shops moving forward. And Rich, you also uh, did an amazing job, and I want to kudos to Rich real quick, um, being my guy in the chair, 
Uh, Saturday, I was able to, you know, luck out and get a great interview with a good old good old buddy of mine, uh, Brian Volkweiss from the Cell Company. So we're going to be having a, the interview up on Nerd of Initiatives YouTube coming soon, talking about all the stuff that the Cell Company is doing because, I mean, in my book, they can do no wrong. So, I mean, it's just... I love Brian Volkweiss. He's an enigmatic personality. He's one of us that just has made it there, and but he still remembers being one of us. Mm-hmm. Off air note, by the way, uh, he had an amazing amount of stuff from Funko. Yeah, <laughs> we 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 got to see. That's not on the video though. That's not on the video. We're, we can't. We, we can't. We, that, 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 that's our little. That's our little uh, stuff. But just mm-hmm. Funko's got a lot in the way. <laughs> so big, big shout out again in the cell company. They got so much stuff coming out this year. Yeah, yeah I, I can't plug them enough. They were great. It was fun. I was the first time I ever got to meet him, and he was super awesome. It was a great time. We we had a good time. It, it was less of an interview and more of us just you know Chill ha- hanging out. It, 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 you know, so you're going to want to check that out. It was real fun. Lots of in, lots of information. Lots yes. of information. If you collect toys or if you're in that kind of – you definitely have to be on board with that. Uh, we did do something really fun. We did go to an event before we talk about our closing out. And uh, super tired, but I, I do want to – I, I got to take the opportunity to put a picture of these sexy demons on the on the screen. Uh, so th- these, are, these are some sexy demons right here. Uh, of course, uh, what we got invited to was the Japan Society. So I want to first and foremost say thank you to the Japan Society for having us out. Itadakimasu. Yeah, thank you. And uh, also, I would like to thank Toho because Toho was also sponsoring this as well. And uh, what they showed us was this. And uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Godzilla 1954, uh, they showed us it in 35 millimeter. Uh, so the original cut of the movie. It was phenomenal. It was, it was, uh, you know, it, it's a very, it's, it, if you haven't seen Godzilla, the original Godzilla, it's a little longer. Uh, it was funnier than I ever remembered. It's been a little bit since I've seen it. And I, I, I did like some of the, the, the comedy scenes, but it, it's, it's a lot of fun. So if you ever get an opportunity to see it in 35 millimeter, I would say to go do it. But the more important thing is uh, that we should talk about, uh, because obviously they were so gracious to invite us out, is that uh, it is, they're celebrating 69 years of Godzilla this year with uh, the Godzilla Day celebration always on November the 3rd. So November the 3rd, 2023, Godzilla Day will be taking place. Make sure you keep out uh, your eyes for Toho because they have a lot of stuff coming out. They are not announcing it yet. I will say this as a teaser because we can't say more than this. You're hearing this if you're hearing it live on October 17th. On October 18th, something is coming your way. Mm-hmm. That is, uh, I think, all we're allowed to say about that. Uh, yep. And there's going to be information from that in Godzilla Day dropping on the 18th. So if you're hearing this late, you've already heard it. But if you're listening live and you're a Godzilla fan, uh, Toho has allowed us to at least say that tomorrow, October the 18th, there's some huge stuff coming out about Godzilla Day and something else in particular. And if you could read the banner, you might, you might read between the lines. Mm-hmm. So with that, uh, what, did you guys enjoy your time at the uh, Japan Society? It was an amazing time, yes. Gorgeous. And to think that there's a tiny theater that's down underneath in the building, um, the history of the 100 years that they've been trying to you know, uh, influence the Japanese culture in America. I mean, I could go on and on because I like that history kind of stuff. So nobody got to go into my time. Yeah. I'm actually kind of surprised that they didn't uh, save the Justice League book to come out in Godzilla Day. No, I mean it was definitely really, it was set to go. Like that, I say, it, well, is that a Wednesday? I'm not sure what I, I didn't look up what uh, November third is, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 a great time. It's so Friday. if you ever get a chance, it's a Friday. It's a Friday. Ah, that's why. But yeah, it's a it's a great time. If you ever get a chance to see Godzilla, the original Godzilla movie in 35 millimeter. Go check it out. I know they show it occasionally at places because I've I know a couple of friends of mine missed it the last time they showed it. Not Japan Society, but somewhere else. 
it's an amazing watch. It's mm. just beautiful. It's the way it's meant to be seen. If you like, if you're into film like that, if you're not, it's just going to look like a, an older movie on on a smaller screen. There's a certain texture and feel that you can only get in good old 35 black and white. That oh yeah, still cannot be replicated to this day. Absolutely, and yeah. It, it really lends itself to it. And my my biggest thing to take out of the movie. Uh, I love seeing the models get destroyed. Yes. Uh, I know you like the miniatures, yeah. I love the miniatures. Like, mm-hmm. to see the amount of details they put in them, like, oh, I'm just going, <laughs> nope. But you can see brickwork. You can see little shelves. You can see all that stuff. That is just, that is Japanese detail to its finest, and that's almost 80 years old. Oh, it was yeah. beautiful. And, of course, the music. Because then you get the music that goes through the rest of the, mm-hmm. the series. So you get to hear where that the origins of all the music started. And, of course, the roar that still exists to this day. Yes. They still use that exact roar. So it's awesome. So now we're going to get back into comics because, of course, we have to talk about closing it out. There was one last day. There was Sunday. I know that our, our Tom was very busy that day. Uh, myself mm-hmm. and uh, Ken were, were at the Javits for a little while. But then had to come home, you know, because, like, everything has to come to an end. Uh, but Tom... You had some stuff going on on Sunday. What did you? I, I know you had a conversation with somebody, but I can't remember exactly what your schedule is all day. Um. So, oh man, what's that guy? What's his name? Well, first off, I was pinballing around Artist Alley because I was fortunate enough. I had a lot of co- covers that still need to get done. And like the guy said earlier, when you're planning your Comic Con, you know, either Thursday or Sunday for me is always a good time to get uh, signatures because the hype is real. Or f it, I want to get home and just. Yeah. <laughs> so I met a lot of great artists. Um, I, I forgot, didn't tell you, I got 8 billion genies signed also. Um, oh, damn it. <laughs> blank cover, too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but there was this guy, he like did some things. We've talked about one of his series on here. Uh, he's got six books right now of comicsology, and because of that, uh, Ken had something set up, but because of schedules and everything going on, I took one for the team, took it on the chin, and had a chat with Mr. Scott Snyder uh, at the booth after he was done, near the end of the show, and wow, what an experience. Not only one, to see this man work, to see how he interacts with the fans, but because it was the end of the show, you got to see all these... Uh, Chip Zdarsky came up. I mean, Jorge Jimenez came up. Like, I mean, the the laundry list of just holy crap. Uh, you know, just oh yeah, this is such and such, and this is and he's Scott's going, and this is such and such, and this is such and such. Here I am with my recorder, and it's like I am keeping this raw file till till the, no, this is mine. Yeah. Um. So I got to interview him. We talked a lot about the comicsology stuff. So that'll be up soon on Nerd Initiative once I get that all transcribed. Um, I also have a, a, a personal story uh, that because Scott is such a wonderful person, it was amazing. There was a young man who got up before me, and this is the story I was trying to tell you before we got on. I didn't realize what time it was. There was a young man who uh, came up at the end of the uh, the signing and he was with his mom and i think he had this indiana jones cosplay on and wow what a nice kid um talking to scott and scott being a dad he picked up on the vibe and he's like oh yeah and then the mom was just weepy and said well he's a cancer survivor and uh, scott snyder was the kid's make a wish and because of covid scott wasn't able to make it out and everything or make a wish set next it because of covid and they finally had a chance to meet in person there. And Scott does this. Book, pen, paper. Right? Grabs a hard copy off of the rack that's at his, you know, double wide uh, booth. 
signs it. Oh, hey, look, here's the colorist. Here's the artist. Here's this. They're all here. It's like, sign it, sign it, sign it, sign it. Right? Not only that, but he also gives this young man his personal phone number, his personal email. This kid wants to become a writer, so he's automatically getting enrolled into Scott Snyder's uh, writing course for free. And his mentor going into writing is Scott frickin' Snyder. Right there, I'm having a moment just going, I gotta interview this guy after this. I'm so full of emotion. And it was just so humbling. And I have to say, big shout out to Scott Snyder because this is the first time I've ever met the guy. I know that Ken has talked to him several times in the past. Um, wow, this dude gives back to the community in spades. And like, I'm here, like, give me the next book and let me run with it. That's Amazing. my favorite writer out there, man. Right there. That's why he's like my idol in comic books right there. Yeah, he's the best. I, I, I could sit here and, and rave about just how gracious he is with his time and talking with fans. And if you go to New York Comic Con and you don't go see him at his booth, like you're not doing con right. Like he is so gracious to everybody he comes in touch with. And that story is just incredible, man. Yeah, I like I'm I was just, you know, amazed at it. Um it's just so heartwarming. You know, the whole weekend I am exhausted. I am tired. And then we we know what happened as far as my transportation stuff happened. But to end that, the, the, the show on such a heartfelt moment is that is why I do why I do this, is to be able to be there for those types of moments, not just for my life, but for somebody else's. That's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Man. But yeah, uh, interview uh, coming soon at nerdinitiative.com. There you go. Yeah, I mean, just overall, I mean, what a, what a way to end con with that note, you know, that story and just having mm -hmm. that experience. I mean, all in all, I mean, Matt, I know you weren't in attendance for it. We gave you a lot to break down. Give me your top three moments from Comic-Con, the news stories you heard. Like, what are you most excited to follow up with now? Well, first of all, of course, I am uh, pretty pumped for Ghost Machine. I mean, there's a lot to love there. There's so much history again i'm a history nerd so to throw in that and it's kind of like fresh original ideas arcbound is another one that i'm really excited for the the premise is up my alley i'm it's something that i'm just really excited for and then of course man marvel's gonna be taking on vampires and it sounds like an absolutely insane time which i'm all about the crazy weird spooky stuff so anytime you have those kind of vibes matching up in some stories of things i love especially in the marvel universe that's probably definitely in my top three, but it's really hard to pick just three because it was action packed this weekend was for the comic book fans and uh, nobody disappointed. Nobody disappointed. And shout out to image real quick. Who's silently having an insane year because they announced that 12 writers and artists from Marvel and DC are coming to work on their books too. Yeah. Let's talk about that. I and mean, that's, that's kind of crazy brand. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're silently having a really good year and they're if you've been keeping up, especially in the last month, they do kind of like these these mystical horror books really well. So I'm really excited to see how they're going to bring in some of these artists and creators into this, you know, outlandish kind of universe that they have working. Yeah, no, image is killing it right now, and especially now, I mean. With Giant Generator, I believe that that's the, the group you're yeah. talking about. And that's part of Rick Remender's uh, uh, brand there. Yeah, they're definitely coming back, like, like, and kind of in the same vein as uh, Ghost Machine, as we talked about, and even like Distillery to a, a greater extent. You're seeing just this big shift into going more into the creator owned element. And I think that that was a big theme that I was taking away from the entire Comic Con weekend. Agreed. Same. So. 
Totally agree. Now, I do have one one little concern about that in the long run. I'm, I'm all for creator-owned. Everybody should have their thing. But where does that take us 20, 30 years from now when there's options for licensing and things like that? I mean, I, I know this, this could be a, a heated topic, but this, this is just something that's in the back of my mind because that's just the way I think. I think what you're going to have is you're going to have a lot more creators have a lot more say in these independent projects. I think we've seen in, in the mass media format over the past few years, the rise of independent books. I mean, yeah. you think about when shows like, you know, happy was on sci-fi and deadly class, which was still a travesty to this day. It was canceled. And then you see about like right now with Amazon prime and they have the invincible series that's coming out. And I mean, they had a great panel talking about, you know, everything going on with prime too. That you're seeing just this, just you know, surgence of creators that are now going to be involved in having that hands on. That you know, down the road, when we talk about 30, 40 years, whatever, when a property comes in, that like they're still going to be you know, involved in it. It's not just going to be you know, a name on a line, you know, for a streaming show. And I think that that's the big takeaway I'm seeing, and I'm excited to see it. And I want to see a lot of these companies succeed, like, I really do. That's yeah. why I like doing this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Rich, what was your top three takeaways from this weekend? My top three? I needed more sleep. I needed more food. Oh, no, joking. Yeah. Uh, top three. Um, number three, it was it was cool to see, like, all the, the fallout from Arcbound. Uh, that they, uh, it's always nice when you get to see the floor and the, the place buzzing. And, and, you know, just the, the appearance of Tom Hardy uh, made the, the place buzz a little more that day. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Especially, you don't always get to see those moments, and I got a front row seat to it kind of in a, in a way. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Uh, my second, I was a big fan of the Energon Universe panel. I, I had a great time there, and uh, I, 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 I don't think I've laughed during a panel as much as I did during that one ever. So that was pretty awesome that they were so entertaining. And I said it before, I think, you know, and, and you know, tied for first place because I can't put them over enough. I thought Ghost Machine was so amazing. I thought that just like hearing about it and not knowing that that was going to be a thing and then it turns into a thing and you're just sitting there going, wow, this is crazy. And as it, as it continued on, it just got better and better. Mm. It wasn't like one of those things that like, oh, man, that's a cool idea. And I can't believe a legend like Jeff Johns is starting a company pretty much and all these amazing creators. And then usually, you know, you get past that part and you're like, okay, you know, that was it. That was the big announcement. But it was like, for some reason, it just kept unfolding and unfolding and unfolding until finally it was just like, what else could they they, they bring out? Mm -hmm. Like, what else could they, they actually bring out? And it's just like, so it's so amazing to see what's coming next because we only got the tip of the iceberg. We didn't even get the full, the full picture. I mean, they're talking about uh, more than 10 books in the unnamed series alone. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it, with crossovers and stuff. And you're just like, this is amazing. Like... It's it's one of those things that, that it was cool to be on the ground level for that, and then like tied for first though is of course because being there and you know, personal stuff, man. It was it was fun. It was it was always a good time. I mean, I got to hang out. You know, it was a lot of work. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, all, all when I was joking about being tired and hungry, but that's true. You know, but it was it was a lot of work. But I had to. I had two of my really good friends there. You know, I'd say two of my best friends there. <laughs> And then we also had Eric, who I who I also enjoy, who's a friend of Tom's. Yeah, yeah. My, my buddy Eric from uh, Ain't It Cool News and some other site. But Ain't It Cool News, you can follow Eric right on there. So shout out to him. He came in a uh, clutch. 
for getting pictures for me mm -hmm. uh, and doing some video when these two young men were running around everywhere else. So shout out to him. Yeah. And, and so like uh, getting to spend time with my friends and, and hang out and like, once again, big shout outs to the, the Massiverse folks. Cause they, they, they put up with us for a long time yeah. uh, and, and we're very hospitable. Uh, you know, we had a good, we, we just had great time, even though it was packed and it was like, you know, sometimes that can lead to like interesting things and you're fighting your way through. But at the end of the day, it was just like, like at one point in juncture, like peek behind the curtain, I, I left that on Saturday, I left the Energon panel and literally had to get across. If you know how big New York, if you've been to the Javs, you know, under big New York, I had to go from the new building panel rooms all the way over to the river pavilion where the cosplay is for people who aren't in press and stuff. Cause there's a press room behind that, the river pavilion. So that has to go all the way across the show floor. You can't, you, there's no way to dodge it. And it was Saturday and it was noon and the show floor was, floor was full. And that could lead to a lot of like stress, mm -hmm. but man, I got to that other side and I sat down and we had that great interview and it was just like, all of it was gone. Yeah. Like in yeah. that moment. And, you know, so it's just, it's just awesome. So I'm, I'm going to say that's a tie because I thought that, you know, as far as what happened at the con ghost machine blew me away by everything, but you know, Listen, I got to take some selfish personal stuff, and it was it was awesome. It was also awesome to get to meet everybody from Nerd Initiative because I, I had not met everybody in person. So, you know, I got to meet Michael and Tony in person and, and Mickey and uh, Yashin and everybody. Like, it was amazing. It was, a, it was such an awesome moment. So I can't – I'm, I'm not going to forget this year. Like, I, I love every year, but I'm not going to forget this one. This was awesome. Tom? Uh, for me, I've been fortunate every single year to be able to go to Comic-Con since I started doing all this press stuff and put my opinions out on the internet. I'm going to sneeze right now. I'm trying to hold in um, because it's live. Uh, and every year I've gone, something has one-upped and one-upped and one-upped. Things have gotten greater. The opportunities have unfolded. Um, I don't think I really have a top three. I think just combined, I am a fortunate, was fortunate enough to get a chance to speak to Scott Snyder. Again, the Digimon uh, experience, being able to talk to the producer, um, the Star Trek panel, which you know we didn't even touch about, uh, with Kid Cudi like, randomly showing up to out was just amazing. Mm -hmm. And then these two guys got to see a moment. I had a moment on yeah, Thursday. That's a lot of folks know I'm a big, huge Power Ranger fan, and I have a few friends in, in the, you know, the the Power Ranger alumni, and there was one particular actress that I had not had a chance to meet, and so I go up to my one I do know, I'm like, hey, can you have this, can you introduce me to such and such? And I go up, and I finally get a chance to, to speak with her, and she was super duper nice. Uh, I'm referencing Catherine Sutherland, who played Cat, uh, Mighty Morphin Pink 2, Ninja uh, Pink Ranger, and... Zero Ranger One Pink, um, and what else? Uh, Turbo yep. uh, Pink, and then eventually Mrs. <laughs> Tommy Oliver in the comics, which is an amazing uh, if story that you can see in the 30th anniversary issue. Uh, and I, I, I had a moment. I needed the vapors. It was wonderful. Um, and hopefully we can get her and Nakia on here for Nerd Initiative. I've got that uh, in the works. Uh, I've got a few other Ranger alumni uh in the work, so Nerd Initiative, trust me, I'm bringing all my Ranger powers over here for you. Well said. Uh, oh, and seeing my, one of my best friends, Eric, because I love you, man. I really do. Like, <laughs> where the experience where we were to where we are now, I, I just really have to shout out, and I don't care if he's not on here, and I send him just a clip in, in, in you know, post. I love you, man, and you make New York Comic Con 83% better for me. I love you. <laughs> oh, and your wife's a saint for for dealing with your snoring. 
Whoa. On that note, <laughs> uh, you know, my, my top three, uh, very simple. Um, Marvel, I think one con, next big thing, a lot of stuff to be excited about. The entire presentation, the, the entire weekend definitely did it. Ghost Machine is at number two. I think the, the universe that Jeff Johns, Jason Fabeck, and the entire team is putting together is truly going to be something. And if you've never, like, walked into a panel and heard such, you know, fantastic creators just be so passionate about driving home the point of taking comics back to where comics need to be and really having a game plan set up and really reflecting the sign of the times that, you know, we're seeing just such a, a renaissance of creator-owned books and something to get a part of on the ground level. I can't speak highly enough about what the presentation we had from them top to bottom. And number three, you know, just the experience itself. The fact that, you know, we get to do this and go down and, and experience the fandoms with everybody, whether it's anime, whether it's, you know, Marvel, DC, Star Wars, you know, whatever you are a fan of, there's something there for everybody. And it's just, it's very cool just to see everybody there just celebrating what you love and carrying that energy moving forward. And now is, a, you know, a whole new year to, as the countdown kicks off for next year. And, you know, if you think this year was going to be something, I, I think I can safely say for Nerd Initiative, yay, ain't seen nothing yet. So that being said, Matt, why don't we let the fine people know how to get a hold of you and everything going on with Hops Geeks News. Yeah, man. Come hang out. Hops Geek News. That's where Lauren and I talk about comic books, movies, TV shows. We feature Beer of the Week. We have some cool guests coming up. Uh, Stephanie Phillips has agreed to come on the show. So that's going to be coming down the yeah. Uh, yeah, but we've, we've had some really great creators come on. Christian Ward's been on recently. I mean, you know, just blessed. And, uh, of course, check out tomorrow's new comic book day where I am going to be reviewing kill your darlings from image comics and a little spoiler alert. This is a, a haunting fantasy story is the easiest way I can put this mm -hmm. in a beautiful way. So make sure you pick that up, hit up your local comic book shops and, uh, yeah, man, nerd initiative. This is where it's at. Absolutely. Rich, why don't you let everybody know where you're at? Uh, if you want to get a hold of me and uh, follow anything, it's uh, 3FN Pod. There's the little uh, QR code down there. Of course, uh, you can find me. Uh, well, currently, well, let's, let's break some news. So currently, you can find us every Wednesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on uh, the Nerd Initiative YouTube channel for Wrestling Night Live, the show that I host that Ken co-hosts, and we have a roundtable of guests and stuff. But uh, we would like to add more guests and stuff, so uh, I'm going to put it this way. The first uh, Thursday of uh, November, uh, the show is moving to uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursdays. So it's the only day that has no wrestling, and it's a primetime spot because, uh, you know, more people are available. So I hope more people will join us talking about mm -hmm. pro wrestling every week. So uh, we're making – I'll make the announcement here. Might as well, you know. So uh, if you're a pro wrestling fan, for the next couple of weeks, tune in Wednesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over right here on the Nerd Initiative YouTube channel. Uh, and, uh, of course, then in the first Thursday of November and Thursday going forward, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Thursday. So there's that uh, announcement. Of course, any uh, – if you need to find out anything about Nerd Initiative, Go to nerdinitiative.com. I'm so used to plugging that portion of it. And of course, if you want to check out my podcast, I am not allowed to talk about my podcast currently because, uh, you know, things are going on in the world. Uh, but uh, yeah, 3FN Podcast. There you go. Uh, Tom, you're up. Uh, you can check me out on all social medias. Uh, Rich is going to boom, drop that uh, QR code right there. Um, I am currently uh, redoing my link tree, uh, switching everything over. So everything is kind of in flux right now. Um, either way, uh, I am 
everywhere you uh, you need to see me and, and be me. You'll see me on the Tic Tacs, on the Tweet Verses, the Face uh, uh, Twitters, and all that other stuff you kids do, uh, the WhatsApps, and so on and so forth. But I cannot wait to see the growth. But more importantly, I am here, Nerd Initiative. I am now your pop culture connoisseur. And for me, anything and everything that you need is the ODPH. You can find it at odphpodcast.com or click on that QR code. And remember, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on nerdinitiative.com, we have your comic book picks of the week. So if you need to know what to go grab at the comic shops, it's simple. You just click on that QR code starting at 9 a.m. and refresh it every hour on the hour because we have reviews dropping from the top publishers in the game, and there's a lot of great books to pick up this week. So you definitely want to make sure that DCR kicked off the, the week with a strong lineup. Comixology has a brand new book out by the one only Scott Snyder. We'll plug him all day, every day. Duck and Cover number two is out. And you'll have to wait to see what kicks off at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. So uh, you'll definitely like to get it. So boom, there it is. Make sure you're reading all of those great reviews and sharing them with your friends. Yes, share, share, yeah, share. Share away. And also, while you're at it, uh, we almost forgot this part, and uh, you know, it's an important part. Make sure you hit that subscribe button here on the YouTube uh, channel for Nerd Initiative and hit that bell icon so you get notified every time Nerd Initiative goes live, especially Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Turn a Page, when uh, next week uh, we're going to be talking about some comic books. Yeah, we have a special guest coming on next week, Ooh. so if you want to see the tease for that, well, you're going to have to follow Nerd Initiative on all social medias and just wait to see the announcement Monday when the graphic comes up, so you definitely want to make sure you hit that subscribe button and you don't miss any minute of the content. Shameless plug. That's right. I mean, you got to make sure. Right. Make sure you hit that thumbs up so the bosses know that we're doing a good job. Yes, indeed. Very thank you, a uh, big thank you for this, expe- this very special episode, extended edition. Everybody who uh, stayed with us and watched, we greatly appreciate everybody yes. that uh, did the extra long ninety minutes. Yes, yes, yes. It was a it was a jam packed version, but you couldn't fit all of that in into an hour. This is the no, Snyder yeah. version. This this yes, <laughs> yeah, the, the Snyder cut. Oh, <laughs> if we do the Snyder cut, I'm drinking and I might be in my PJs, and we just need to have a big round table. And on that note. <laughs> you have checked out a very special edition of Turn a Page, the New York Comic Con 2023 recap edition. And we'll end this like how we always do on Turn a Page when you're at the comic shops and you have a great issue in your hands and you see somebody struggling to find something, hand yours off to them. Tell them Turn a Page. We'll see you next week. <laughs>